0: Let's go.
1: Welcome to the Poptimist. Today we have Nita in Nashville. Yay! And also, best of 2018. All my favorite stuff. But first, me and Nita are just going to talk. we've already been like hanging out all day and and talking about shit and all of our friends and music and
2: understanding one another
1: understanding one another
2: bonding
1: bonding understanding ourselves
2: exactly reflection (laughs) it's so important especially in the music industry don't get me started
1: what you mean people people in the music industry aren't self-reflective
2: it's just, more, it's just so important to also not only reflect on your music, but reflect on yourself.
1: As a human being? Yes. Why do you say that?
2: Because some people get so caught up in pleasing others and making sure the sound is right, making sure the lyrics are right, making sure it gets put in, you know, gets recognized, gets noticed. And sometimes you get so invested in that, you lose focus on yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. And what your
2: purpose is, what you came here for, how genuine or true you are to not only your music, but to yourself. And I feel like that's why it's so important to reflect on yourself and not just your music. But it's also good to also like, um, you know, do both, you know, but I'm, that's what most people forget to do is to reflect on themselves.
1: It's easy to do. You get down in the foxhole here, and you're trying to work, 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 have a career, trying to stay busy, get to the next level, all that stuff, that life is still happening. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And it's easy to forget that life is still happening. Mm -hmm. I know that's something that I've lost sight on often. Um, or shall shall I say, continually, mm-hmm. since I've been in Nashville, and that's really been something that I've had to had to work on. I I feel like sometimes I get kind of you. Let me let me figure out how to word this properly. I get kind of numb to everything that's going on around me because I'm trying to be busy and I'm trying to work and trying to have a career,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's easy to use that as an excuse not not necessarily that I'm not trying to better myself t- sometimes mm-hmm. but it's easy to forget that I have to be a human being
2: yeah and that's one thing too that I've learned so far moving down here to Tennessee and starting my life like not only do you have to focus on your dreams but you have to take care of yourself too and I feel like the struggling part of it all not just noticing all these things you have to work on but balancing that shit out because that's the struggling part you know it's just like saving money like you got all these bills you got to pay for wall like a credit card or gas and food and groceries but you notice all those things but you have to know how to portion your income into those bills and that's the struggling part you know because then you question yourself do i have enough yeah. Maybe I'm going too deep on this, but... No.
1: No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, this this year for me, like, I got fired from four different jobs this year. Four different fucking jobs. <laughs> and honestly, I have never was really an excellent employee because I've always been concerned about my shit. But for a long time, that was how... I fed myself as working now. Now I'm driving for like Uber and Lyft and I don't really have a, a job job. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that's changed for me this year. But learning even that balance of now being self-employed and just not being a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> and like just wanting to get stoned and sit on the couch all day and not really do anything with myself. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely days where I would just get get stoned and be like... Oh shit, I should have been driving all day today. It would have been a busy day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to pay rent. I have to eat. Yep. I need my cell phone so I can drive. I need to pay my cell phone bill.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully all those things that you need gives you the drive to have something to stick with for the time being to keep yourself afloat.
1: Oh God. <laughs> yeah I mean sometimes it does but other days I'm just like fuck it (laughs) and I just don't give a fuck and it's like well I'll figure it out if I have to work a little bit harder tomorrow I will I would rather do this shit today but
2: you're supposed to work smarter not harder yeah you're right
1: absolutely I, I I work pretty stupidly sometimes but sometimes you just gotta practice and knock shit out of the way and get some shit done like that, that was one thing that I've, I'm still trying to learn. It's like, where do I put my time? Mm-hmm. Cause like, I have to feed myself, but I also am trying, to, I'm just trying to better myself.
2: Balance. You have to balance that stuff out, figure out what, it's not what comes first, but you can still do two things at the same time. Just like me. Like I work three jobs and I'm trying to come out to Nashville every so often to make sure I do network, make sure I do go out to shows. At the same time, life hits me and I get a flat-ass tire. And, you know, (laughs) I can't let those things keep me from doing all the other things that I have to do that I have to make sure I have to keep those jobs in order to keep going to Nashville in order to keep networking. Because if I let those things fall off, I won't be able to do what I love to do.
1: How do you stay balanced?
2: Um, That's a good-ass question. I mean... I feel like how I stay balanced, if, if I make sure the most important thing, which is having a roof over my head, is, like, 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 having these jobs, making sure I make better income, making sure I, um, pay things off or whatever, that's what, like, keeps me going to, like, you know staying afloat. Yeah. If I didn't if I didn't pay my phone bill, I wouldn't have a phone. I wouldn't be able to contact anybody. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to honestly, that's how I figure shit out about Facebook and events and networking, you know? Yeah. Then I'll be able to stay afloat, but I think the balance is like just the drive and figure that out of how to make sure that's all intact. I don't even know if I even answered the question.
3: Oh, yeah. Cuz I
2: still I learn every day on how to figure stuff out, how to keep things in balance that's like the struggling part and it's the hardest thing to explain how to keep things in balance
1: it's different for everybody it is too. different
2: for everybody you're right and that's why it's such a hard question to answer <laughs>
1: yeah well you, you answered what uh what works for you
2: right yeah and everybody's different
1: I know. everybody is different i mean what, what works for me might not work for for you but it's it's like that it's really especially i feel like i like that in self-reflection yeah Yes, for <laughs> sure you have to have some level of, of self awareness and be able to to look at yourself. Yeah,
2: so you can figure out your own ordeal and put figure the pieces out your own together. Bullshit. Ah! <laughs> exactly. What's your triggers? What keeps you from sticking to one thing? What what uh, turns off your drive? And you know, like sometimes small things like smoking too much can affect your drive. So.
3: Mm-hmm. I feel you
2: on that you know that's why me personally I'm just like you know I'm just not gonna drink I'm just not gonna smoke if I just plus it just it's an it's a image thing too I try to keep up I want to keep up plus I was never a drinker anyways yeah that's too personal but that's the truth
1: no no I, I totally <laughs> that's a self reflection thing
2: all over again it, bro.
1: it's like the way that I kind of see see like substances and everything like that you know I, I've never been too much of a drinker Mm. Um but I don't like the way I feel sometimes when I drink. Like mm-hmm. when I when I go out to play, mm-hmm. never drink. <laughs> I never drink. Because when I drink, whenever I do play, mm-hmm. like even at practice or something like that, if like people are drinking or something like that, if I have a beer, I fuck up a lot. <laughs> and it could just be one beer and I, fu- I start <laughs> fucking up. And it's it, it's like anytime you introduce Something in you it alters you, and yeah. we're in an environment where alcohol is always around,
3: mm-hmm.
1: drugs are always around, mm-hmm. people are always getting high on something, are mm-hmm. always getting fucked up on something. And for me, the way that I started to see it, I I don't have anything against it, right, right. Like I, if someone does it, I don't have anything against it. You know, I don't mind smoking weed, I don't mind drinking or anything like that, but. I just got to the point to where I couldn't be fucked up all the time Mm
3: -hmm.
1: or even fucked up part time if I'm trying to figure out what my balance is in Mm -hmm. my life right? and spiritually what my balance is. Because that's another thing is like, there's the balance of money and Mm -hmm. art and how to turn that into commerce, you know, how to live off of that, Mm -hmm. but... There's also something to be said for spiritual balance Mm -hmm. and the kind of people you have around you.
2: Yes, that's very true. Like I was always told that sometimes when you're around people who are in and out of relationships or always focused on like their love life, you know, sometimes that can affect you too, where you're like, Hmm, do I really want someone? Am I ready to date? Am I ready to be in a relationship? But that's just sometimes your mentality thinks that way because you're always around that kind of person or around those kind of people, and so that's why it's so important to surround yourself by. Not saying that that's a bad thing or anything, but sometimes mm-hmm. those things can be a distraction to what's really important for you.
1: Oh fuck yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely guilty of that for uh, for a long time. Is using uh, using relationships as a distraction
2: solve your problems
1: oh yeah but all it does it doesn't really fucking solve your problems it doesn't
2: it just kinda adds to your it it adds
1: to your (laughs) problems and it amplifies whatever issues you have (laughs) because it's like a relationship is like a mirror of whatever you are you get Mm -hmm. you get out what you put into it
2: that's true and if you're putting
1: your bullshit into it you get bullshit out of it (laughs) Exactly. And when you're getting bullshit out of it and someone's throwing it back at you, even if it's just a reflection of your own shit,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, that was one thing I realized this, this last year is like, oh shit, like, I'm accountable for everything I say and do. Yeah. And maybe that's bad that I learned that at, 20, at 27. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have learned that a little bit late. As long as you're learning, that's all that matters. Some
2: people... You know, live life thinking, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm done learning now. You know, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure I know everything now. Like, that's not true. You could be 90 years old and still figure out, oh, what's a flip phone or what's what's this new phone that came out? You uh-huh. know, you're still learning every day. So,
1: for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I've i learned also this past year that although I didn't really like school, I'm mm-hmm. a student through and through. I'm a, I'm a student of the game. Mm hmm. Like, maybe the game of life, or the, <laughs> the, the game of music. Yeah. That sounds really douchey. <laughs> but maybe I'm just a douche. <laughs> but, like, I love... I love just playing the game. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if I win or lose ever. Yeah, I'm just addicted to playing, and I'm addicted to trying.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think also that I love failure, more than I love success. Hmm. And it's not like a, a masochistic thing or anything like that. I just have learned to embrace the fact that life is mostly losses, mm-hmm. it's very rarely wins. Mm-hmm. And you win from losing a lot. Yeah, I, that's at true. least what my, my theory is. Like anytime that I've quote unquote won something or something has gone well. It's been because I've had the insight of beforehand of like, okay, I fucked up this, this, and this, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Right. I might not know what I'm actually going to do, but I know what I'm not going to do anymore.
2: Yeah, exactly. It at least drives you to the right direction instead of the wrong direction.
1: People say never make the same mistake twice. Mm hmm And I disagree with that. I think you should make the same mistake over and over again just to be sure. <laughs> and I, that's uh, true. It may, well, that's probably horrible advice. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. So, what I really meant to say was, I make the same mistake over and over and over again, just to be sure. <laughs> and that's, that's actually what's going wrong. Yeah. It's like a science experiment. It's like, okay, I fuck this up. And then the next time you fuck it up a little bit less. And the next time you fuck it up a little bit less after that. That's and the next true. time you fuck it up a little bit less after that and it's almost like that with like relationships and dating too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You figure out what doesn't what doesn't work. And that's from from fucking it up a bunch of times. Yeah,
2: and it applies to life in general too. It does. From a business perspective, from a networking perspective cuz like, you know, when you go out there and network, not everybody not everybody is the same, you know? Mm-mm. Not everybody's personalities aren't the same.
1: You have to,
2: you have to read and acknowledge who you're talking to and like, you know, and and that's what I mean like far as like, um, noticing those things that some, sometimes it works when you talk to certain people a certain way. Sometimes it doesn't work, you know, but the more you try, the more you'll know And then maybe the next time you go out there, you try different approaches, you know? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you don't want to come off too much or less genuine or all that stuff. Because we just talked about how important it is to be genuine to people. Mm -hmm. Especially in a conversation.
1: Would you call that emotional intelligence?
2: Yeah. And and people learn from that from failures.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's... I would say that that is maybe my my personally my biggest my biggest struggle is emotional intelligence. I because for a long time, and I've really tried to avoid it. I guess like in business, with music or anything like that. I just went through this way in my life, mm-hmm. but I I would just beat everybody down by submission. Because I was able to, to speak a certain way. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even that I was trying to trick them or even yeah. anything like that. It was just like basically verbally dominating someone to the point where they would just back down. Mm-hmm. And I would always win by either su- submission or technicalities. And if you do that, you make a lot of enemies unintentionally.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Or I, let me re- again rephrase that. I keep saying you. Mm-hmm. But what I really mean to say is, is I. Um... I, I alienated people a lot in, in business. I remember this one time where I, I was a rookie salesman. I was maybe 21. And I was trying to work on this big sale with this newspaper company. They were going to be getting this whole $10,000 server.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like computer IT setup. I was, I was working as an IT salesman. And this would have been like my first big sale. So, the guy I was working with, I made the whole presentation, and the guy was like, we'll get back to you. He hadn't gotten back to me. He said that we're, we're going to figure something out in a few months, whatever. And I remember I emailed him, and I was just, like, really fucking aggressive with him. And I was like, I basically said, like, you need to make a fucking decision. Like, I didn't say fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to make a decision. <laughs> and you need to do this, and you need to do that. And this guy was forty, and I was—I don't know—I was twenty-one. I mean, I don't know how I had the balls to do that. I mean, it was just completely stupid. I'm—I'm I'm grateful I—I I did it, but
2: what was the response back?
1: What do you think the response? <laughs> back
2: was?
1: Uh, no. Yeah, they—they they <laughs> had asked my boss to never have me come back ever again. Mm. Um, and rightfully so. I—if I would have—if I would have had the emotional intelligence. To read the situation,
3: mm-hmm.
1: then I would have honestly figured out that he was being truthful, and that they just weren't ready to do it yet, but they were gonna they were gonna do the sale. Mm. But so I, we figured out the positive is that they were gonna do the sale. Mm-hmm. They just didn't want to do it with me
3: mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because they just would have found somebody else.
3: Right. Right. Right.
1: So, I guess it was a power move um, on my behalf Mm -hmm. that really just made me look young and stupid. Which I was.
3: But you learned.
1: I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. (laughs) It was just all just pure stupidity. Again, just trying to beat someone down by submission. Mm -hmm. And failing.
2: Learning that that technique did not work. That
1: technique did not work. I tried it. For probably another good four
2: years,
1: <laughs> especially in dating. try Trying,
2: and trying, and trying, and trying. Yeah, results come out the same.
1: Yeah, that's the definition of insanity trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results.
2: <laughs> do you, um, do you personally think that relationships, um, help people? in the music business industry or do you think it doesn't help people in music business
1: industry or do you think it's both do you what do you mean by relationships do you mean like dating or do you mean like friendships
2: um in general
1: in general so i am pretty big believer all in all in for myself personally i if i'm dating someone i don't want it to be anybody who is doing like anything Musically or anything, like, with any of my shit or what I have going on mm. or is involved in the music business at all. I want to keep all that shit separate from my personal life. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. Because I've made that mistake before. So I've learned... That that doesn't work well for me personally. Other people,
2: it might work for other, it, it might work for other work people,
1: for but it does not work for me.
2: Yeah, because people keep comparing themselves to others and believe, oh, yeah. oh, if it works for them, then it should work for me yeah. too.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So that might work for other people, uh, of course. When it comes to like the actual like friendships and shit like that, yes, I think it's important. The only way that you can really work with someone is by having a friendship with
2: them. That's true, because you have to know people in the game to get That's to know. how it is in the
1: music business. And yeah. plus, it's like that in regular business, too, is like people want to work with someone that they know.
2: Yeah, that they're comfortable with. That they're comfortable
1: bond. with, that they like, who they yeah. don't feel like is going to fuck them over. Because <laughs> you know? there's a lot of people like that out there in business, and it's not yeah. just the music business in general. You right. Know? It's just like, there are... Another thing that I'm grateful for learning is that there are some dark motherfuckers out there who don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah, exactly. Who don't
1: give a fuck. That exists. Yeah. And they will slit your throat for no reason other than the fact that they can't. <laughs>
2: psychopaths.
1: Yeah, there's there's some straight-up psychopaths out there who will, they will try and fuck you over. And and it, And that's not everybody. I used to believe that it was. Mm. Like, I used to think that...
2: Everybody's out to get you.
1: Everybody... Anybody, if they get the chance to get a little bit ahead by fucking you over, that they will. And that's just not the truth. Mm. I've met too many good people at this point now that have disproved that, fortunately. I think that is another thing I've learned within the past couple of years. Is there's so much good out there. There's a lot of good people, and there's a lot of good people in what we're doing mm-hmm. in the music business. Um, it's just mostly scumbags. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think relationships are good?
2: Um, far as friendship wise, just like you said, yes, they are very important. Cause you know you got to know people in the game to get to where if it's you best, you know? Mm-hmm. And but but one thing too that I was going to say is like um you know relationships like far as dating wise I th- I think I'm going to stand on your side too with this like it works for some people But it doesn't work for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And like I said, I feel like it's just so important for people to know what works for them personally before Mm -hmm. they get into something that can affect their careers, that can affect their choices in life. Because, you know, once you think about someone else, you're not 100% thinking about yourself.
1: You're starting to consider what they want and what they need. Yeah.
2: But it's all out of love, you know? It's caring and but then it goes back to um why were you here in the first place? What was your purpose? you know what what were you trying to do for yourself? But you know some people can do both, you know mm-hmm. um, not everybody's wired that way
1: no <laughs> uh, what do you think about uh, relationships in the music business of a guy like how a guy is seen versus how a woman is seen. Um for
2: relationships as far as friendships or dating? Dating. Dating, oh man, that is definitely a good question. That's a good one. Right? That is a good one. Because, you know, and that goes back to what I'm trying to do. Like when when for a woman's standpoint, when she's networking, you know, A woman has to be very careful because a woman doesn't want to come off at all as a girl who's sleeping around with someone or, um, you know, using certain ways to, like, get to certain people, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's just not even in just the music business, but that's, That's, like, in any sort of kind of form of, you know, networking process or business in general. And you just have to be careful how you portray yourself and how you carry yourself. Now, I'm not saying that off right off the bat, men think that women are sleazy or try or sl- slept with so and so, you know what I'm saying, but it's not not that's not what I'm trying to say. It's just like you just have to be careful of who you're working with and who you're um, associating yourself with in whatever aspect you're working with with them. Mm-hmm. you know, and um for men's side, I mean, I'm sure they go through the same thing, but it's just a different stamina or different standpoint. From a woman's side mm-hmm. You know um, Cause you know There's so many situations Where In the music industry It's male dominated You know Yeah It's really male dominated It is And women in the industry It's There's plenty of women In the industry But Not A lot That are like In the same level As certain men In the industry In the game Sure As far as producing as far as um management far as um ceos and stuff like that like i just give so much prop to women who are who made it in that field who are dominating the game in this industry because it's not a lot but there are some and i just give so much up utmost respect for them you know because you know it just it definitely gives them a certain title a certain perspective a certain look And it's... That's why it's so important to carry on that trait when you're trying to work your way up into that chain. Uh You have to be careful for your image. You have to be careful of how you approach people. Don't drink too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's those characteristics you have to watch out for a little bit more than a man. I'm sure men... And men do also have to watch out for themselves, especially with the Me Too movement going around. And, um... You know they, you just, you have to watch what you say. Sometimes you don't want to come off a certain way in a negative, from a negative standpoint. I feel like that was a really long answer.
1: That was a, <laughs> that was a great answer. That was really succinct. Um, yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that there aren't women in those positions, or why is it a male-dominated industry? It's
2: always been like that. It's just slowly working its way to where it won't just be male-dominated. You know, Mm -hmm. at some point, it won't be like that, but it's just... That's just how it is, you know?
1: I feel like... I would say one of the last businesses... That is still male dominated, is hanging on to a nineteen fifties mindset, is the fucking music business.
2: Yes, I know. Like there are
1: other businesses that have changed.
2: Yeah. And this
1: is one of the things I think is fucking disgusting about it, because they're all like, <laughs> because on the front end they will, they'll put someone out and they'll be like, we're so empowered, like we're empowered. Yeah. People. But behind the scenes, it's fucking.
2: Disgusting. It's not. Yeah, I've seen it's some not real gross all.
1: shit in Nashville, and I'm sure you have too. Yeah. It's just, it's all around. And all those motherfuckers are dying off, though, because they're old as fuck. Yeah. And that attitude is no longer welcome or accepted.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And they'll tear you down in a heartbeat. Yeah. They will. They'll do everything they can. That's why it's so important to know about people's
1: personalities
2: a little bit. Or get the gist right off the bat, so you know what you're dealing with.
1: So, right now, you are working on... Your photography. Can you talk a little bit about that? We have going on with it.
2: Yeah. So, I've been talking to a lot of um, entrepreneurs. I have some mentors that I meet up with on occasions in Nashville, and they gave me some ideas to like um, to start off the understanding of um, self-made businesses compared to businesses. You know, um, I. You know, I'm an employer at. Uh, Lowe's right now and a couple of other jobs and I really want to be on the B and the I quadrant. I don't know if you've ever known about those four quadrants. The em- employer, the self business, self-made business, self business, and then there's the business and there's investors. And mm-hmm. I eventually want to, at some point, have my own business so I can eventually have enough money to invest. Sure. I going to be on that side of the quadrant. And I think... To start off, since I'm in college and I really want to start making some income, practicing uh, um, having my own little self-business, which is the 10 for 10 that I started, Um, it just gives people the opportunity to um, have professional photos done at a reasonable price. So most people know that when it comes to photography, neonatal photography, that's what I call it, most people know when it comes to photo shoots or photography, it takes a while and it's very expensive and you get the photos in such and such day, like a month from now or two months from now. Mm-hmm. In my case, you just fix all those three problems. You get the photos either today or the next day or you um, it's reasonable price. It, and sometimes if we have to, like, go to a different location, sometimes their max might be, oh, i only have 50, well, I'll drop it down to 25, make it reasonably priced. And, um, the time, it takes no time, I mean, it doesn't take an hour to do photos, you know, I'm really quick the, with the photos, it takes me like, I don't know, like 30-20 minutes 30 minutes at max and at the end of the day people walk out with shoot more than 10 photos. I give them all the photos that they really liked and that's how I do my business, you know, it helps them out. They don't their time isn't too isn't wasted, you know, and mm-hmm. it just gives them I I like to help people. It gives them their confidence of wow, these are some real good professional photos that I can take my time to go to Walgreens and print them out for myself and have them on the walls or something or
3: yeah, family on portraits. on my website.
2: Exactly. And not have to worry about spending $200 and waiting for two Some months bullshit. to get it. Yeah. Exactly. For a profile picture for, you know, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of actors out there. A lot of people in media entertainment who needs photos all the yeah. time.
1: This town is full of people. I know.
2: Like <laughs> Perfect, you know, That are all broke-asses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They can't afford, I can't afford that. So, yeah. I just give them that opportunity by just taking some time, you know, just to take their photos, like I said, because I don't have two hours, I don't have three hours, I don't, you know, a good, quick, that's why I say 10 for 10 for 10. I say 10 minutes, but it's a marketing thing, you know, $10, yeah. 10 photos, you know. Um, and I really just give them all the photos, not really 10 photos, but... Yeah, so that's the business that I created on the side um, to even also spook up some income. And it really helps, too, because, like, you know, $10 add up. You know, most people are like, no, I feel like you should get a little bit more than that. I'm just like, no, don't worry about it. $10 is fine. That $10 adds up real quick.
1: Because a lot of people are Yeah, a lot spend, of people are interested. Yeah, yeah. spend $10. bucks. mm hmm Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's about the business. That's real smart because you saw where the the hole was. hmm where a couple of the holes were, which is mm-hmm. number one in this town, everybody—the only way to get anything done is through money. Yes, and everybody's broke.
3: Every-
1: <laughs> everybody's a fucking broke ass artist. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, can I can I hit you up like two weeks from now and pay, pay you uh, pay you that day? Right, right. Um, you also had the insight of putting it like saying like, 10 minutes, you Mm -hmm. know, like, short time, everybody just has a a short attention span.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People got plans, you know, they Mm -hmm. got things to do, they have to go to work, or, you know, um, plan an event, or something like that, They, they just, they're, sometimes some people knock out taking photos, or getting photos done, because they don't have enough time, and that's why I give them a short amount of time, just to do some quick photos for them, and then, you know, and then also solving the problem of, how many photos they want. Cause sometimes photographers, you pay like $200 to get like six photos, you know, or get mm-hmm. a package deal. That's $200, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that can just be a headache sometimes, you know?
1: Well, where so. can people find you and how can they contact you to do this? With
2: yeah. You? Um, I'm all over Instagram, Facebook. Um, those are the two sources that I use for people to see visually what they look like. Cause you know, Not everybody likes everybody's photos and their edit choices, so sometimes it's good to see what the photographer uh, examples are, and then Mm -hmm. they'll get a gist of what, if they want to work with that person or not, so I definitely have those examples on Facebook and also Instagram. It's Nita Nashville underscore photography on Instagram, and it's Nita Nashville photography on Facebook. So, and it's, Nita in Nashville, so it's my name, Nita, and it's N, as in I-N, in Nashville, so it's all, like, bunched up together, that Uh name, hopefully to make that a little simpler to understand, (laughs) instead of Nita and Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Most people get that confused, but, yeah, so it's just, one thing I also learned, too, when it comes to, like, being an entrepreneur, like, it's so important in order to become successful in the business is figuring out how to help others. And I feel like that's my way of also helping others that also helps myself and gives me a chance to network with other people.
1: You like, and my name spreads of service to people.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And that's just the self made portion. And I hope in the future, I know in the future I will have a big business and be able to help everybody. And a different level. <laughs> so, this is the start, you know? it got to start somewhere.
1: So, the reason I had asked you over tonight is so we can do the Poptimist mm-hmm. Awards or whatever. I don't even know what to really call them. This is just all, <laughs> my, all my favorite shit from the year.
2: 2018, summon up. 2018,
1: is, this is the last uh, episode of, of, the, of the year. It was episode 50.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: 50 fucking episodes. Uh... And uh, the first award is going to my friend, Kurt Riley, mm-hmm. Songwriter of the Year. He's bald. He's been bald for a very long time. <laughs> That's the first thing you need to know about him. But he's also uh, a super talented songwriter. I mean, I've I've been very good friends with Kurt for a long time. I played bass in his band, uh, Brighthead. Back in 2010, I I was living on uh, on my sister's couch and playing in his band and working at Flanagan's. And we became really great friends. And we would always go and we would hang out at Steak and Shake. That was like our band ritual. We would have practice and go to Steak and Shake. And this song that Kurt uh, did that we're about to play is called Be Cool. And this song is... The basically what, what who Kurt is as a person. He really figured out how to communicate it um, as an artist, which I always love when it's just like someone does a song and it's exactly who they are as a person. Um, so he's released this and he's released a couple other songs this, this year. He, he did one um, called Failure of Imagination, another one called Love is in My Heart, and they're, they're, they're both great. You should go check them out. But here is uh here is be cool. You can uh you can find Kurt uh, of course uh through various different social medias and all the artists that I mentioned through their various uh, social medias. Um, But here it is. Jam of the Year goes to Tuesday nights at the local, formerly the country, hosted by Kara Being Blue, aka our friend Kara Littman. Kara has given the Poptimist exclusive of her new song, Grit, from her forthcoming album, Grit, out today. Very exciting. Uh, I'm sure I'll have Kara on soon. She dedicated the track to her friends, both of whom passed from cancer Barbara Doris and Trish Link. Uh, Kara has been a great help to me and a bunch of other musicians, of course, when they first come to town, come to the jam, all that, and has been a great resource for all of us. So I'm very excited to have her back on soon. Here's her new song, Grit.
0: Take no lip No compromiser She got a one-way ticket to the top of the heap She gonna dig her heels in deep She got grit Sassy like an old Reba song Shot of moonshine coming upstream Don't mess around Oh, baby got grit She got grit She's an all Sugar and spice and everything nice. Boy, i gonna think twice. She got rich. Sassy little. Truckin' no matter what, she gonna press her lookin' and girl Yeah, 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 yeah. Baby got grief Sassy like an old Reba song Shot of moonshine coming up strong She don't miss her
1: My friend, and also Nita's friend, and friends of Kokomo, Indiana, No Name Blues, a.k.a. No Name Blues Brothers, a.k.a. No Name (laughs) name Blues Band. Um, Yeah, they won Live Band of the Year. I think they're a fantastic live band. Nita, you've probably seen them a bunch of times, too.
2: Yes.
1: What do you you like about them? Well,
2: what I like about No Name Blues is... I I was always telling Dust and like, when it comes to their music, it's like they can play any variations of genres. Like their genre literally has no name entirely because they can play so many types of
1: no name genres. Blues.
2: Yeah, and then like if they have to fall back on any other genre, it would be like blues or just rock or alternative rock or something. You know. They
1: sound like themselves. Like they do. They, they do, do a bunch of different covers. They they play original tunes too. Yeah. Um, but they do a bunch of different covers, and it, and it always just sounds like them.
2: Yeah, like exactly. They, they, they have add their, their own sound. twist, they yeah. add their own spice to the mix, and that's what makes them so unique.
1: So, here is the live band of the year No Name Blues with their song TikTok, which we were in the music video for. Yes. So, go look that up. Need to play to snitch. <laughs>
0: to right, I wanna do a little dance, no rest tonight. Rock your body, just rock your body, just rock your body with me. Rock your body, just rock your body, just rock your body with me. I'm going. Go left to right I wanna do a little dance No rest tonight Rock your body Just rock your body Just rock your body with me Rock your body Just rock your body Just rock your body with me While the ladies on the clock Can you see what you got? Can you add a little spots To the tick-tock Make the hitch rockin', add a dip and add a drop Can you shake a little song And let them
3: quit the
1: Single of the year is so good by Tennessee Muscle Candy. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing Tennessee Muscle Candy perform around Halloween at the High Watt. They were opening for Lasso Spells. Uh, And Alexis, this singer, is incredibly... Magnetic as a performer, and she has a beautiful voice, like Bon Scott. Like she, she has that kind of voice. Like their, their music to me reminds me of hard rock and soul music, but the best qualities of both. Like I can feel her pain when she sings. She, she really sells it. Um, but here is the song, so good. <laughs> you we'll Producer of the year goes to Isaac Short of the Weird Sisters. The Strange Siblings. Um, I am great friends with Isaac, and I've watched him grow tremendously, especially this past year, because that's only for how long I've known him for. But he's released a bunch of tunes with the Weird Sisters, and he just keeps getting better and better and better and growing as a producer, a writer, and a performer. And they also have a great space... Uh, that I named the Graycroft Manor. They're on a on a place that shall b- rename uh or be rene- I can't even speak remain nameless. But it's a it's a real cool uh, a real cool pad. Isaac is incredibly gifted and talented. He keeps growing. Um, what do you think of it, Nita I pl- I played you a couple of songs. You kind of heard their uh, their produ- his production style and right. kind of what the Weird Sister sound like.
2: I really liked it. I mean, I feel like I it was it's interesting to hear like his kind of way of production when it comes to that kind of music too. And I I really dig the synthesizer. That's what stood out to me the most. Gabby make Gabby her. is
1: the synth, the synth player. Yeah, that's or keys player. That's
2: really good. That yeah. I just like the vibe of it. Did a really great job with production.
1: Here is Mercury 211 by the Weird Sisters which is from a, uh, a job that shall also remain nameless that Isaac got me earlier this year that I got fired from. But here's a song. Of the year, goes to "Perf" by Justin and the Cosmics. They recorded the album at Ardent Studios in Memphis. Uh, basically, what they did was they uh, they did their their live show, so they recorded everything live in the room. We just listened to a little bit of the album. What were you, what are your thoughts on it, Nita? I th-
2: I think it's very like it reminds me like a lot of classic vibe of rock, classic bo- rock vibe you know, having some like singing characteristics of like similar to Jim Morrison stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're right, he has a very unique vocals.
1: He's yeah, he's he's super unique. Like I, I would say to me, Justin as a, as both a a singer and a songwriter, he's he has that poet vibe that Jim Morrison or that Merle Haggard kinda have. Mm-hmm. Where it's just He has the combination of the mystic and the everyman. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So here is the song Totally Lonely. Pop attorney's out in Hermitage. They have great music and also incredible barbecue. Um, my favorite thing on the menu there is the pulled chicken. I absolutely love it. It's a very encouraging place. Uh, I know I can go there and I feel right at home. It feels down home, it feels so relaxed laid back and it's somewhere where I, I really feel like I can, I can go and I'm allowed to make mistakes and try out new things as, as that I've been working on. Um, and if something doesn't land, that's okay. You know, no, no one's ever given me, I've eaten shit a couple of times playing there and no one's ever given me shit about it. They're just like, Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but I cannot talk about pop attorneys without talking about Terry Goose Downing, who is the 2018 Musician of the Year for the Poptimist podcast. Uh, Terry Goose Downing is an incredible human being, an amazing guitarist, great singer, uh, does great harmonies, and he also does uh, a bunch of stuff for younger musicians. Loves to help him out. Loves to mentor him. I mean, I've seen him... Talk to all kinds of people and just give them advice and really try and guide them and help them. And it comes from a true and honest place. And he lets the music lead the way, which is, I think, the greatest thing a young musician can learn. And he also gives without ever expecting to get. And everybody always wants him around. He's just one of those people that everybody wants around. Uh, he actually, I think he's finishing up his, uh, his album right now that's going to be coming out in 2019 that he did with Andy Peak. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm sure I'm going to have him back on the podcast soon. But here is Drift Along by Terry Goosedowning. Come on. Right. And that was all of my favorite stuff from this year thank you to everybody who has come on this year thank you for supporting this podcast thank you for listening um, thank you to Ron Bates who is the editor of this uh, of this podcast and also a great friend of mine Ronnie is incredibly talented also as a guitar player and you should look into him if you don't know who he is I met him out at, surprise, surprise, Kara's Jam. Um, and he's become a, become a great friend. Um, I am appreciative of all of you who support this show. It really means a lot to me. This show means a ton to me, of course, because it's my, my show. But it's really been a big part of my life and continues to grow. <laughs>